Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. All right, welcome back to Arise and Thrive. And today we have Robin Conley from Birmingham, Alabama. She's a returning guest, and we're so excited to have her back to tell us more about her story of becoming a doctor and also so that she can share some valuable resource, resources for us and our listeners. Welcome back, Robin. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. Yay, welcome. We're so excited to have you back on. I guess I should call you Dr. Conley, not Robin. <laughs> welcome back, Dr. Conley. <laughs> I'm answering <to> both. <laughs> so tell us more about your story and, and how you decided to be a doctor. Okay, well, um, right now I'm a senior family medicine resident in Meridian, Mississippi. Um, how did I get here? It's a long roundabout story, but what I will share with you is that I was a non-traditional student. Um, I graduated from college many years ago. Um, and in between that time, I served as a researcher. I've gone to graduate school and ultimately I went to medical school. One of the main reasons I wanted to become a doctor is because I wanted to see more physicians that look like me. I wanted more black women I wanted more um, just diversity and I wanted to kind of be the doctor that I wanted for myself when I was younger I wanted to you know become someone that people can talk to easily that they could share their story with and maybe get some good advice from and you know better themselves and and I hope that I'm becoming that um, at this time um, as far as my training is concerned um, I went to Talladega College, which is a small, historically black college and university in Alabama. I want to say hi to every, all my deacons out there. Uh, and then ultimately, I went to medical school at Alabama College of Osteopathic Medicine, where I met um, Mrs. Cypher's husband, Cole, who is my study buddy and my friend. Um, we have saved each other many times on a test or um, exam or whatever else we had going um, during medical school. And i um, uh, so grateful for the opportunities that I had there. Um, I had an opportunity to get through my test anxiety that I deal with. And um, I'll probably talk a little bit more about that later, but that was a big thing that I dealt with um, and one of the struggles that I had uh, in my training. But I've I'm glad to say that I have overcome it, um, and actually I have an exam coming up in April. I get to take my family medicine certification boards, which is the last and final step before I <laughs> And I'm so happy about <laughs> that because, Lord, it's been a journey, uh, and my mama's happy about it, too, let me just tell you. <laughs> That's just a little bit about me. She's proud of you. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. One of the questions that you had answered, I loved what you said. You said, you should think of your doctor as your highly educated and brutally honest friend who you trust to help you make the best decisions about your own care. And I think that is perfect because when I met you instantly, I wanted to be your friend. <laughs> any, any of your patients, I'm sure they feel that way. When you tell them something, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, Dr. Conley told me. She's my good friend. So I love <laughs> about that. I think we oh, all wish there were a, a few more doctors out there 
who we felt like they were our good friends. So yeah, I feel like that's the best kind of relationship you can cultivate with your doctor. I mean, obviously your doctor's a professional individual, but as a family doctor, I see patients from age zero to infinity and beyond. And that's really true. I've taken care of patients who are 99, 100. They're spry. They got more energy than I do. Their kidney functions better than mine. There's all kinds of reasons to be jealous of this 100-year-old. <laughs> and then I've, I've met, you know, little babies who have, you know, some developmental issues and their life may be, you know, a struggle for them. And I may see in that mother's eyes or that father's eyes that, you know, this is going to be an overwhelming thing for them and that they're going to need some support. And where is the best place to find support outside of your family? Obviously, you're at your doctor's office is probably, you know, going to be your doctor. And so I think the best kind of relationship is one that's open. And who are you the most open with? your friends, right? So if you can see that person as, like I said, your highly educated friend who's going to tell you brutally, like, dude, you need to lose some weight, weight. or <laughs> hey, man, you know, we need to really talk about your smoking habit, or you know what, these results aren't good, we need to talk about how we're going to tackle this. You know, that's, this is the place to be open about that and you need to feel comfortable so that you can make the most out of your appointment and you can make the most out of, you know, your quality of life. That's great, yeah, thank you. And what about when we have those appointments where our doctors tell us something and we're kind of like, huh, I wish I knew a little more information about this, but maybe, you know, our physician didn't have the time to take with us where is a resource that we could possibly turn to to maybe find out a little bit more information? I'm glad you asked me this question because I have two resources, but one of which is going to be my absolute favorite. Um, it's going to be the uh, American Academy of Family Physicians. That's AAFP.org. That website is mostly designed for physicians like me to access information on the most up-to-date guidelines on how to take care of most of uh, the, the common processes that we see every day. But it's also a, web, uh, a website that has a resource for patients. Um, there are, you can just simply Google something. If your doctor says, hey, you know, I think you have chronic kidney disease. If you type that in to AAFP.org, patient information comes up. Um, they're listed as patient handouts. And these are the websites that me and my colleagues use a lot of the time to try to figure out, okay, what exactly is going to be the next step for us? Um, it's, it's not necessarily to tell me what to do. It's just a resource to, you know, guide me and how um, I care for my patients. But at the same time, you know, I don't have all day to spend with you, even though I might want to. And this is the place you can go to find out more information in layman's terms, as far as what your doctor's telling you might be going on with you. So if, if nothing else, you know, I say Dr. Google is the worst, but at the same time, if you use Dr. Google in a smart way, you might be able to figure out more information about what's going on to you. So Dr. Google can lead you to AAFP. AAFP can lead you to more layman's terms information about what's going on with you. That's great. Thank you so much. And what was the second resource that you had? The second resource is what, one I use all the time. It's called Medscape, uh, M-E-D-S-C-A-P-E dot org. Um, that is a similar website, although uh, Medscape is used by all specialists, whereas the other the website is, is more specific for family practice. Um, so on there, you might find information about the medications that your 
doctors prescribed you, you might find inf more information about the diagnosis they might be giving you. You may even find more information about other things it could be if it's not this diagnosis. Diagnosis. So that website to me is really, really good, especially um, for patients because it does offer a lot of information in layman's terms of what might be going on with you as well. Great. Thank you. Those are some great resources. I'd also like to add in to listen to your doctor. They have gone to so much schooling as I have watched my <laughs> own spouse sacrifice over 10, like 15 years now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, their whole life they have spent studying. While we've all been out playing and having a good time, they're sitting there reading books so that they can save lives. So respect their opinions. They really do know what they're talking about. Thank you for sharing that because, you know, I had to be humble. I can't say that. But for real, <laughs> though, the, the struggle is real out here. And, you know, we have to spend a lot of time reading and studying and, and really digesting a lot of information. And um, it, the fun never stops. I mean, every few years <laughs> they're retesting us. We're having to study more. Um, and the, the guidelines are changing or being updated according to, you know, what we're seeing now. So, I mean, it, this is going to be lifelong. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are so grateful for wonderful physicians like you and like my husband and all of those graduates from ACOM. Woohoo! We'll give them a shout, shout out. ACOM! Yeah! <laughs> Alabama <laughs> College of Osteopathic Medicine definitely has a close spot in Dr. Conley's heart and my own as my husband and her were the first graduating class from Woo. Uh, that college. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> shout out my, my, my ACOM bestie, Tiffany McGuire, um, and congratulate her on the, the new um, beginning in her life. She has a new baby and I'm going to tell everybody because he is the most precious ever and I love her and miss her and I'm so proud of her. Yes, and we actually would like to have her on the show as well and on a later time um, when she's not a brand new mother. <laughs> Might be a yeah. little <laughs> Yeah, so. Being a new mom is the best and sometimes the hardest. <laughs> yes, for yeah. sure. Well, thank you so much for those resources. We will post those down in the comments of the podcast if you want to um, look those up. And then um, if our listeners would like to get a hold of you, Dr. Conley, can you um, share with them briefly where you're located and how they can find you if they'd like okay. to come get a checkup? Okay, I'm currently training in Meridian, Mississippi, if you guys know where that is. It's um, somewhere between Birmingham and New Orleans. So um, if you're on your way to some fun places, you can stop by and, and meet me and I'll make sure you're uh, in tip-top shape before you get there. Um, if you want to find me, you can find the clinic's website, EC HealthNet uh, Family Health Center. We do have our own website. We're also on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. I run those pages and I have my own page. So feel free to reach out to us in any way that you can. Our phone number and address is going to be available on Google and also on Facebook. Perfect. And one last thing before we let Dr. Conley go, we know she's real busy. Um, we'd like her to share another oops moment with us. Oh. Her last one was just 
fantastic. We really enjoyed that one. So let's hear what you got for us. There have been many oops moments, okay? Um, So the the other oops moment I would like to share with you guys is one time when I I was on my clerkships, because it seems like everything crazy happened during my clerkships. Um, I was working with a general surgeon who performed a lot of colonoscopies. And as you know, the the younger and the teenage patients of mine have been the most hilarious. And I just happened to see a patient who I knew from another clinic, a young uh, teenager, who was coming over to see this general surgeon that I was working with. Well, the first thing that this patient said to me when they saw me, hey, Dr. Conley, at that time I was the student, hey, what are you doing at the butt doctor? (laughs) And I fell out laughing and the surgeon that I worked with screamed out, I am not a butt doctor. That was hilarious. That is awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That is a good one as well. We loved having you on our show today. And um, these resources are very valuable for our listeners. So thank you so much for sharing those as well. Thank y'all for having me. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what else happens with Arise and Thrive. And anytime y'all give me a call, I'm, I'm available. Excellent. Thank well, you, thank Dr. Conley. I absolutely love Dr. Robin Conley. She is hilarious. I'm so glad that she was able to come on the show with us and share some really valuable websites to be able to find some extra information. I wanted to share a personal story uh, with you guys today. So as I was editing this episode, I just felt like it needed a little bit more. So hopefully you will appreciate and enjoy what I have to say today. Um, When I was pregnant with my son Jackson, I was diagnosed with ITP. ITP is an autoimmune disease. It's thrombocytopenic purpura. Um, That's why they call ITP because nobody wants to say that word. ITP is where your body um, attacks its platelets. So my immune system thinks that my platelets are bad and destroys them. So basically, I don't have enough platelets, um, as many as a a normal human that doesn't have ITP. Um, So the dangers of it are in childbirth, um, obviously, you bleed a lot. And so it was kind of a concern with that. Um, What I didn't know, nobody had educated me, was that these antibodies can be transferred through birth to the baby. And I think that if I would have been a little more educated on exactly what I had and asked more questions with my doctor and done more research, I would have known that these antibodies could have affected my baby. And there were treatments and things that could have been done to have stopped this from happening, um, and they weren't. And so Jackson was transferred to the NICU. He was there for nine days while my antibodies were attacking his immune system. And it was terrifying, and it was really hard. But um, thanks to modern medicine and lots of... um, lots of you donors out there that donate your platelets. Um, he was able to overcome my antibodies and, and he, he was fine and he was able to get out of the ICU, but, or the NICU, I mean, but this was a really difficult time for me. So that was just one moment of my life where 
I think having a little bit more education on um, what exactly I had and what the outcome of that um, was would have been helpful. I honestly was very naive and didn't really think that I had a, a big problem um, when I was diagnosed with ITP. Um, so that was just one incident that I wanted to share today. So make sure that, you know, what if you do have something going on and your blood test comes out and something's wrong with you, that you take the time to educate yourself. Education and knowledge is power and it can help you so that you aren't scared and that you know exactly what's going on, you know what your medicine's doing. Another example I have is... Um, at the end of last year, I was diagnosed with low thyroid. I didn't think anything of it. You always hear about people with low thyroid, and I was just like, whatever, I'm fine. I don't need medicine. Um, luckily, I do have a doctor in the house, so he um, talked to me about exactly what was going on with my body and um, what low thyroid could do and that it is actually very serious and dangerous if your thyroid gets you know low enough, and so... He talked to me about the medicine and that it was going to be okay to take it and just um, having him, you know, sit down with me and tell me exactly what was going on because my I didn't ask the right questions again um, with my own physician and I didn't really understand, you know, what was going on. And and honestly, I, the, the second I found out, I think I texted my husband, I'm not taking any medicine. I'm fine. I don't need anything. Um, but then I found out, no, I actually really do. And so, and I'm fine and I take my medicine now and I feel fine and um, I'm just grateful for modern medicine and I'm grateful for these links that Robin has shared with us so that you can educate yourself um, and I will post these in the notes for the episode and I hope that all of you are doing great and if you have something scary going on, then educate yourself um, or call, you know, a friend or your doctor and make sure you are asking those right questions. Knowledge is power and knowing that something is wrong with you is hard and there are support groups out there. I know with my ITP, it was always nice to talk with someone else that had had ITP and um, kind of hear their story about it. So if you do have some health problems, then try to find a support group uh, or a friend um, that has, is going through the same things as you um, and can relate with you. Thanks so much for listening today. And don't be a stranger. Subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Do you have a goal or dream you would love to achieve? Arise and Thrive is now offering a vision board masterclass. This masterclass is monthly. It starts on the first of every month and we'll go through the duration of the month. We meet one time per week to talk about tools and tips of reaching your goals, and we also have daily accountability calls. Check out the notes for the podcast to join the group or check us out on Facebook or Instagram for more information. Have you been enjoying the Arise and Thrive podcast? If you submit a review, we have got an offer for you. Click the link in the notes below this episode Enter your name and your email, and we will send you a free copy of our valuable Beginner's Guide to Managing Your Emotions.